Hey, America. Start, Start listening, listening now. now. All right, everyone. It's the fifth week of previews. At this point, we've decided to just forsake quality about three quarters of the way through the intro music. Eric, drop the flame curtain. Derek, roll the music. And welcome to another flaming episode of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision podcast from America, the, one of the worst countries alphabetically. I'm Eric. I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. I'm Danny. I mean, I guess if you're starting he's, with you, he's then... not wrong. He's not yeah, wrong. Yeah. Doing a horribly alphabetically as a country. It's just terrible. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's truly those... our biggest that's truly our biggest shame in the world. What can we say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to fill out all those forms to enter Italy, and you have to scroll all the way to the bottom to get to the United States. You should just automatically just, put it Or sometimes they just start the drop down down alphabetically with United States. That's privilege, baby. <laughs> this is the world we live in. Anyway, Speaking if you want to... Privilege? You, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, do yeah, good enough. Yeah, if you want to complain about your spot in the uh, alphabetical list of nations, feel free to vent to us over on social media. Uh, you can find us at 12PointsUSA on either Facebook or Twitter, 12 Points from America on Instagram. Email us directly at 12PointsFromAmerica at gmail.com. Find us on Patreon. If you'd like to support us, we would absolutely love any contributions. Again, our normal content is isn't going anywhere, but any donations to Patreon will help us fund new and innovative content in the future, especially as we look forward to our coverage on the ground in Turin and potentially Yerevan. And who else knows where the hell we're going next year? So find us there. Very possible. Who the heck knows? (laughs) We will talk about uh, other countries' chances in the upcoming episode. But before that, we need to introduce our special guest for this week. Mm-hmm. Chances are, if you listen to this podcast and you are into other multimedia and social media when it comes to the Eurovision Song Contest, especially from an American point of view, you know our next guest, the legend, the absolute, absolute awesome human being that is Alicia Michelle is joining us today. Alicia, how's it going? It's going really well. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for the invite. Of course. Also of course. a real winner alphabetically. Just going to note that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Cannot argue with that. So so for the five people who probably don't know who you are, can you can, can you give us the, the elevator speech of, of who you are, where you're coming from, and why you do what you do? So I think I am one of those folks who it was inevitable that I was going to find the Eurovision Song Contest. I am a former, and I will say reformed, musical theater child. I'm, I'm going to say reformed musical <laughs> theater child and uh, love. God. ABBA. Yeah, <laughs> loved ABBA, danced as a kid, so actually heard some Eurovision songs through like dance class and uh, finally got to discover Eurovision in 2006. After Lordy won, I think it's like when all the pieces came together in my brain, got to watch live for the first time in 2010. And uh, I started my YouTube channel because one, at the time when I started it, I didn't really see any folks kind of doing like that Bethany Moda, like vlogger, really throwing it back. Some people don't even know who Bethany Moda is anymore, but sort of that vlogger style, but like related to Eurovision in particular. And I was just at the point where I wanted to talk to people about Eurovision. Twitter wasn't getting it done. I felt like I didn't have people to really talk about it with. And my friends were not interested and slash probably sick of me trying to indoctrinate them into Eurovision. So here I am. Sounds a lot like my path that you started the the YouTube channel and I started a podcast. So uh, 
so your current involvement now, like you have the you you have this incredible YouTube community that you've started up and you're going to be on site in turn. Is that right? Yes. Really excited to be returning. It's like I haven't been on site since 2019. So I'm really excited to be on the ground again. So so what have been some of your favorite Eurovision songs or even moments beyond the music itself uh, of, of contests in the past? Well, I guess I have to say Lordy winning. So I'll just note that uh, some of the songs that I love, like I still listen to Nocturne. I love the way that Israel kind of shows up at Eurovision. I, I have to say I like a lot of um well one I like their winning entries obviously but like some of the stuff from like the 70s yes mm-hmm. um a a hey what <laughs> like you know I just can't you know like you start singing you just kind of fall into it I love things that are native language I think too the stuff Big that time. I, I kind of had to google you know to find out what it was about so I think that's huge yeah I, I'm like the list goes on I mean Salvador Sobral like that was a moment moment really wanting that song to win and then it winning mm-hmm. yeah I, I i could go on but i I'd, I'd rather not ramble and then obviously i think i said before uh love abba so you know <laughs> you can't go wrong you can't go wrong Come so on. so for people to kind of get a little bit of context of where you're coming from musically you know you mentioned you know reform theater kid and all of that what is the kind of music that you listen to outside of the eurovision context if anything because i know that if you're anything like me, it's like music exists outside of Eurovision. Like what? But if you were to to turn on the radio and listen to non American uh, non Eurovision music, especially in the U.S., what are you reaching for? I think for me, I'm a really big electronic music fan, and and I think a lot of things just get put sort of in an electronic music bucket nowadays. Even though it might really be a little bit of R and B, might be a little bit of hip hop. So love Little Dragon, Swedish electronic band. Whenever they come to DC, I see them. So mm-hmm. I just instantly get the tickets. Also, I'm really loving the Euphoria, the television show soundtrack <laughs> produced by Labyrinth, who is a UK electronic soul R&B singer. So I'm really loving Labyrinth. I pretty much listen to anything hip hop too. I mean, so I'm I'm anything that's like the hits, the hip hop hits. I'm listening to those and I'm definitely deep on TikTok. So I've, I've gotten into a little bit of the, um, like a little bit of like Doja Cat, Sweetie, Megan, you know, anything that's kind of trending on TikTok, I'll, I'll pick up. So, so loving the fact that we have this partnership uh, for Eurovision with TikTok, because I mean, it is just, it is a platform to discover music. I, I used to work in radio, but people don't really listen to radio anymore. That's not how they discover music. They're, they're discovering music through TikTok. So I, I'm definitely in that bucket of folks. I mean, you can definitely see that crossover, the fact that both Arcade and Monoskin really kind of crossed over into the American market and the American consciousness through TikTok, really. So I think it's just a natural progression, the fact that they're now partnering. It's so cool. So let's look ahead to our roster of songs for the week. We've got quite a crop. I think there's definitely going to be a lot to discuss. Uh, We're we're finally hitting a couple of songs that I really want to talk about. Not necessarily the most popular or ones that will perform well but there's a couple of gems in here i want to go off on you've been you've been (laughs) bottling up for weeks now i can see your like your face has been turning progressively redder it's just the pressure is building up in your heart danny i can tell spoiler alert we're talking about spain (laughs) 
So yeah, we are going to talk today about Croatia, Estonia, the aforementioned Spain, Portugal, Georgia, and Italy, but we will open things up with Romania. This is Urs. I found that out later. It's not WRS. It's not worse. It's Urs. His song Yamame performing 13th in semifinal two. Let's hear a little snippet of that. Hola, mi bebe, be. Hola, mi bebe, be. All right, so that is Romania's Yamame by Urs performing in semifinal two. Uh, he started his career more or less as a backup dancer for other Romanian acts like like Inna, for example, as well as being a member of the dance crew on TV shows like The Voice of Romania, Romania's Got Talent, but he's been releasing his own music since about 2020, including his debut album, Mandala, which just dropped in the past couple of weeks. So who wants to take this first? I think, uh, according to tradition, the guest has to have the first take. All right, put Nelisi on the spot. <laughs> I want a spicy one. So this song sonically is giving me everything that I want to hear. That like May into June mood, you know, sonically, visually, I want to close my eyes and imagine that I'm seeing something else before me. <laughs> Perfect. Is that the spicy take that you were wanting, Danny? You know, it's close to my take. Like, I do, I do love this song, actually. And the emphasis is on the song. Uh, I think the performance uh, that we're going to see at, at the semi and semifinal, too, it's going to be pretty close to what we're getting uh, from the national final that is available on YouTube, which is, I'm just going to say succinctly, too horny. The song itself is just kind of <laughs> like it is. It's kind of sexy and it's danceable, uh, uh, but it's a little bit low key. And I don't know, there's something about the vibe or the sound of this song that is a little bit like, I don't know, like a touch melancholy. I don't know. It just has like it, it, it the, the key, the feel, the tempo. It's not exactly a, a, a total, I don't know, anthem of, of getting it on, but the Urs and his backup dancers are are shaking it and it is it's just too horny. It's just too horny for the song that it is. I don't know what's going on. Derek, I Eric. Think, yeah, I, I think well, okay, in tr keeping tradition of me ruining songs for myself, uh, I Googled WRS. Because uh, I, I, I just wanted to... Let an to... Urban Dictionary tell you? Well, Urban Dictionary didn't say anything, but it, but Google says that, that it stands for Wisconsin Retirement System. <laughs> so so that's uh, that's what I'm calling this guy from now on. And it's it's Urs, not worse. Worse. Worse? Okay, well, that's unfortunate because I think it's worse than a lot of the songs. Got him. I, I, it... <laughs> It's just that easy. It, this song just doesn't do anything for me. And I'm not entirely sure why. Like, it's fun. It's danceable. Uh, you know, the, the, the sound isn't isn't offensive. The vibes are, I don't know, fine, I guess. But for some reason, the, the, the song just doesn't do a lot. It's because it goes nowhere. Like, it doesn't have, you know, it doesn't, there's so many songs in this competition. They're usually the ones that win, have sort of like a climb 
or a rise and it hits a climax of, of, of most of the time. But this song is just, it lays back, just sort of allows itself to be a little dance, a little dance tune. I would say to its credit, fact is we know that Romania does kind of pull out the stops when it comes to staging. And, and they have the ability to create a moment, even if we might not be getting it sonically, they can visually create a moment on the stage and and we know they mix it up. So what we end up seeing on the stage could be a little bit different. I think we are still going to be getting the choreography. I think we are still going to be getting the four dancers, but visually there might be some things that Romania, you know, pulls out of the pantry to perhaps wow us on stage. But I think if we're going to be realistic, given the fact that this is in semifinal two, this one has an uphill battle. And I don't know if it, if it will be able to cross over that threshold and make it through with what we're being provided. And it's interesting that uh, we're, we're finding out a little bit of the backstory, which is saying that he is a dancer, which makes a lot of sense because we're not really getting a vocal. You know, he is singing, but this is not a vocalist. Derek, what say you? He doesn't sound too bad live, but it's not a challenging song. Yeah, Derek. Not, Derek hates He's not this. much Derek of a dancer so either. I, oh, I hate this song. It's just wow. a failure on every conceivable level. <laughs> I don't think it sounds good. I think it's boring and repetitive. And lyrically, it's just overly simplistic. I don't understand. The staging, like he's a dancer and he's moving around like like he's just kind of going through rehearsals. It he's looks like he's just kind like of shuffling. The rich man's frug from, from Thoroughly Modern Millie. <laughs> that is that is such a deep Ooh. cut i totally understand was the musical theater kid come on yeah <laughs> the battle of the musical theater kids derek would you agree that this is like in the same category as i am but i am knocks this one out of the ring at every for every single category absolutely i know yeah. lisa jane mentioned this last time that these are the two songs that are the most similar i think i am he's he's just michael ben david is just so much more committed He's, he moves mm -hmm. better. He sounds better. It looks better to me. I mean, I've seen we've seen a couple of different live performances. His most recent one, he was dressed as a flamenco dancer, which I don't understand. It just it just kind of looks very stilted and unpolished. And maybe they'll clean it up for the live show. But I'm just looking at this like this. This is a show that's happening. I was at the strip mall. I feel <laughs> deeply offended that we and I know that a lot of people are doing it. The comparison of I am and this one when, I mean, at least we're recognizing that it is definitely a graduation. But Michael Ben David is a vocalist. Mm -hmm. And and when executing the choreography, I don't think that there would be an argument that he is marking. It Everything is full out with what Israel is doing this year, from the vocal to the styling to the choreo. So if we are comparing these, um, you know, I think that this just goes to support the theory that, you know, Romania has a, a hill, a hill to climb. Something that is, and again, I'm not giving personal opinions, but just making an observation. The fact that Romania is bringing this mid to upbeat dance song in between, in the running order, Estonia's Hope, which we're actually going to talk about in this episode, and Poland's River. So between two much, much slower songs. Do you think that's going to help it? Do you think it's going to hurt it? Those songs are dynamos, though. And, and served by vocalists. Yeah, mm -hmm. and served by vocalists. Yeah, this is a rough spot for Romania, I think. Uh, the things that it has going for it i just i don't know that they're going to take it especially far when it's going to be surrounded by those and then right after that air by montenegro it's called air right close enough <laughs> breathe. <laughs> oh. breathe is what i air okay so shall we move in, on yeah, yeah let's preview in an montenegro alternate universe, again i think this might have gone to the 
final, but uh, that's an alternate universe where half of the songs this year don't exist. This this song won <laughs> over like almost 200 entries in their national final. I'm I'm surprised this was the best they had. I grew, I'm going to say, last thing I'm going to say, I groove to this song. I kind of like this song. At the same time, I admit this song has no chance. So shall that's we fair. roll on to our second song of the, of the episode then? Now that we've, you know, beaten Romania to a pulp. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Croatia. Uh, this is Guilty Pleasure by Nia Dimšić, uh, performing 11th spot in semi-final one. Let's hear a clip. I'm with him until the death do us part, but it doesn't do for this hungry heart. I'm with him, but in the frantic head, you always come and say, would you run away? Would you run away with me? Would you run away? All right, that is guilty pleasure for Croatia's Nia Dimšić with uh, 11th spot in semifinal one. Uh, she got her start relatively recently. She was working with a Croatian rock group by the name of Gentle Many as they toured the U.S. and Canada back in around 2014. And by the following year, she was releasing her own music on the local market. Uh, since then, she's released a pair of albums as well as a Christmas album since then and has had six number one singles in Croatia. So amongst a Croatian audience... She is well-known, well-liked, well-loved. Do we think that same impact is going to cross over with Guilty Pleasure? No. <laughs> to our next song. This is, yeah. I don't I don't got a lot to say. All right. Well, I'll, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Uh, is I... it because you're a big Swifty and this song is just Taylor Swift light? Shut up. Swiftish. Also, yes. Swiftish. Uh, Shut up. Also, yes. <laughs> this is so profoundly pleasant of a song. I, I, I think I think it's very well performed. It, it, at, at the time of recording, we we just had our by our I mean Spain's preview party. Can you believe that thing is four hours long? Anyway, she was there, performed, and she was just delightful. I really, really like this song. I, I, I think, I think it's just nice. It's really, really nice. I think it's intriguing that this is right after Portugal in, uh, in that semifinal because that's sort of an interesting, uh, interesting pairing, and right before Denmark also, which is also interesting. Doesn't seem uh, fair. Yeah, that was a choice. <sighs> I just think this one's really nice. And 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 that sort of coffee shop vibe doesn't always go super well in a contest like this where we're looking for bombast because this doesn't really have that. But I think it, it it works really well without it. It doesn't need it. It's it's just a really nice song. I would dare call it a guilty pleasure. Oh, he went there. I have to respond to this. So this song, I think the first time I we were talking about this, I said I described it as forgettable. And now that I've listened to it mm. more <laughs> steal yourself here it comes i think this song is basically the hey ya of eurovision this year because what it's about is incredibly unpleasant i guess she's singing about dreaming about leaving her husband and going off with some fantasy guy which just seems so odd to me like she keeps talking about oh he's the he's my he's my uh love you forever but you're the guy i want to be with and let's and i wish you just come and say let's get out of here and i'm like this implies that she's in a very unpleasant relationship but it's so like nice and pleasant and it just it feels very incongruous with what she's actually saying if you stop and think about it and i think it's a really fun song but i think that meaning is going to get lost as it yeah. should perhaps because if people are looking for nice and and happy and something inoffensive unfortunately i think that they're going to go with our Armenia over Croatia. I think the running order is not helping this entry at all. It's not my style of song, but honestly, I think if it had some different 
replacing. If it came a little bit later in the show, I wouldn't be surprised if it was able to borderline eke its way through. But I think next to Portugal, which just feels so modern, and although it's very easy listening, there's something about it that feels fresh and slightly out of the box. And then you have Denmark, which is, I think, I know some people in the fandom don't like it, but Bebe, that is a nice sing-along song that anyone can kind of latch onto. And we know that Denmark has a tendency to do beige really, really well. And, and Are you calling and, last year's song beige? I don't even think I remember Denmark last year. Does anyone want to remind me what it was? I'd prefer uh, not to. If you can imagine two men on the stage gallivanting around to 80s Euro disco songs in bright purple. Ah, uh, yes. But see, actually, that was Denmark doing something a little bit risky. And that was that was Denmark taking a risk. And it didn't necessarily work out, although they were right on the borderline. Um, typically, Denmark is able to kind of eke their way in. So last year was a little bit of a risk for them. This year, I think they're going back to their playbook. And and again, I, I just think, unfortunately, this song is going to become forgettable. And I don't think it's served with this running order at all. Anyone else? This song is beige for me, too. I can't, I can't contradict Eric because I'm a big apologist for the song That Night three years ago. 2019, oh, Carousel. I forget. Yeah, which Eric called a nap you can listen to. I like I'm it. never going to live that one down. I... And so I can't, I can't defend, I can't defend that song if I drag this song through the mud. And I don't really want to because it's just like, oh, I can say that I don't like this song, but what's it, what good's it going to do? I think it's, I think it's nice. I often listen to this one when it comes on the Spotify playlist, but uh, I don't know. I have no strong feelings about it, and I feel like that is going to be the rule for most people. Well, on that note, should we roll on to our third song of the show? Okay. Fine. All right. So we're going to head a little bit further north and talk about Estonia. So we have Stefan with Hope performing in the second semifinal in slot 12. So immediately before our aforementioned Romania. Let's hear a little clip of that. That is Hope by Stefan from Estonia in the second semifinal. Now, this was Stefan's fourth time at Estilal since 2019. So, you know, props for persistence. Not quite Samantatina levels of stick but still certainly impressive. Interesting thing about Stefan, he was the winner of the 2020 season of The Masked Singer in Estonia, where he competed as Aries the Ram. And the thing, and normally I wouldn't bring up the whole, you know, Masked Singer stuff, but the range of songs that he, in the... Aries mask took was really intriguing. He opened his performances with Fly Me to the Moon, ended up transitioning to Take Me to Church, and then in the finale he was singing System of a Down's Chop Suey. So we're going uh. from all of that to hope. What do y'all think? Anyone was going to be inspired by an Italian win. I didn't think they'd go the Sergio Leone route, but I'm kind of <laughs> glad they did. <laughs> Go on. God, it's it's so weird. It's such a weird stylistic choice to do a Western, but spaghetti Western. I know. And it's it got does. all it, the it, trappings it, of those old Eastwood movies. I quipped when this first came out that this is my favorite song from Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe how well it works. 
you expect something to go this hard in a uh because it really is you can't even really call this like legitimate country music because it is such a clear throwback with the twangy guitars and the whistling uh that it is it is trying to be spaghetti western music and for some reason it doesn't come off as camp it doesn't come off as silly it really is serious about it and it 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 makes it for me it really does make it i i constantly forget that the song in this contest that has whip cracks in the background is not this one but is instead finland uh like there is there is for as for as wild a choice as doing spaghetti western for a genre for a eurovision song is there is a commendable amount of judicious restraint and yet keeping it very modern it's it's very impressive it's very impressive to take a a a genre that has lived its life and died over 40 50 years ago and yet has been resurrected so nicely it doesn't sound dated it sounds retro it sounds very cool retro to me eric hates it eric oh no do you hate it eric i don't hate it i also okay i also don't get it oh (laughs) i yes like i've tried listened to it a good number of times and 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 tried to formulate more opinions on it since i'm on a podcast and people (laughs) people spend their time listening to me talk and i don't get it i i I don't get it. I think about I, it is it's easy for me to to take songs like this, and I kind of do the same thing with Cornelia Jacobs. But like, sort of like, instead of thinking of it as a song, just like think of it as like a character giving a performance. I don't know. That's kind of how it how it worked for me because this is such a I don't know. It, it, in a literal sense, unnatural way to be singing. I was going to hop in and kind of say, it's interesting because you were saying how the song is taking itself seriously. And I I think I'm like, did you see the staging in Estilau with the dudes coming out and having oh, like the don't Western? Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't think the cowboy they hats, were. Yeah, it's <laughs> I'm like, I think that they were having a little bit of sense of humor about what they were presenting and a, and showing us a little bit of self-awareness. I don't think that that will be showing up on the stage in Italy, and I am grateful for that. I will just say I love this song. I think as long as they focus on Stefan, who, I'm going to just say it, is very good looking. Okay, very, very good looking. And we could have more of him in uh, the performance and a little bit more of him moving around to deliver said performance. I think that this is really great. I like the nod and the wink to Spaghetti Westerns. I was thinking to myself, like, Inyo Monicone. Like, it, it, it works. And I think in the application of Eurovision, it really works. Now, I will also say I'm a fan of Stefan. He has, like, a lot of, like, kind of electro R&B music that he, that he sings regularly. This is very different um, from, like, his... I'd say repertoire, so to speak. Uh, But I like this because it's for Eurovision and it fits to me this year. Now, the biggest comment that I've heard about this song, naysayers generally, saying that it hits a little bit too close to heroes from from Mons. Especially the beginning. Lyrically, yeah, the content of the lyrics, sure. Just the first like 20 seconds. I have heroes. I still don't hear that. I I, I mean, I I hear what people are talking about. I I still don't know that I agree that it's really that blatant. I think it's a big genre departure and it's not like it's copy paste for the for the lyrics or the sentiments. It's what you have a it's practically a Eurovision genre to have like a song about being like, yay, the future. Uh you know, so I don't know. I don't know what you're saying there. (laughs) Yay, the future. Instead of being like, oh god, the future. It's more like, yeah, the 
future. That's why the spaghetti western song is saying "Yay, the future." I'm just saying. yeah, it is. That's it. listen. The song just keeps on giving. It's paradox the, after um, paradox. It's wonderful. So when Heroes came out, it was also accused of ripping off another song. David Guetta, "Lovers on the Sun." Lovers on the Sun. That's how I thought it was "Riders on the Sun" for a second. And if you listen to that, like it's it, it very very similar, but "Riders on the Sun" is "Lovers on the Sun." Lovers on the Sun. <laughs> fully commits to that stylistic choice through the entire song, whereas Heroes, it's it's just sort of the intro and then it switches into something else. So to say it's a comparison, like okay, yeah, they're they're drawing from similar inspiration, but this one is fully committed to that spaghetti western uh, mm. ideology. So I think it's Great. it's one of the most ambitious songs we've seen at the contest this year. Certainly stylistically, there's nothing else like it, and you don't see this very often, if ever. I mean, most of the country get is more like classic American country out of the Netherlands. Yeah, so. you wouldn't Bring expect a, a smaller country like Estonia to surprise <laughs> us with something this crazy. Something I, I sh- something I should say though is that a lot of people are calling this country, and I think that it should be more easily defined as Western rather than country. I think, yeah, I th- yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, yeah, as Americans, it's... I think we we are allowed to draw this line. That's this is a Western yeah. song. <laughs> yeah. Can I also just add, anytime he goes into that super low register, just wah, 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 it, yeah. it, it just kind of, I don't know, I find it distracting. It takes me out of it. And I'm just like, well, yeah, it doesn't why? matter because people why? are going to be looking at him and he's so good looking that um, it really won't matter what he sounds like. And luckily he's on the pitch and key, you know, but people will be mm-hmm. looking, you know, at him. <laughs> well, what is... <laughs> Especially well, if they like put him in a pair of chat. Talking about Azerbaijan, you know, he's very good looking too, but unfortunately his song's a stinker. Well, Got he's him. not as good looking as Stefan. Uh, All right, from we can agree to disagree Estonia, there. <laughs> you know. You know what, just... for the record, we will be discussing Mahmoud later on in this episode as well. So, I mean, there's, you know, We're different strokes for different folks. Yes, into rating the hunks of Eurovision. Maybe that'll be an episode for a I can win this lawsuit that I can waste the jury's time by ranking the super hunks. <laughs> Maybe this will be something for Patreon. We should Ooh, absolutely do that. I like this that. idea now. Yes. <laughs> now, Danny, you did go all in on Uku last year as the Hunk Oh, that was great show. because he had a garbage song. It was so good. <laughs> I, still look, I still look back at that performance and I'm like, ah, the, the clouds and the, the bolts of lightning and the wind machines. Oh, that was so bad. That was so Better good. Roll. Stefan won't be able to have this. Okay, I'm... I'm going to say, following off of Uku, though, I'm a little worried, and Storm, too, kind of in a way, was had some country inspirations, that they're just going to do, like, the Storm background again. And we've seen a little bit of that, I think, in Israel Calling. He had, like, the Storm clouds behind him while he was performing, and I'm like, God, you got to do something different this year. Well, we'll see what they can actually offer at the uh, at the actual major stage itself. I was going to say, but if it is raining and he just happens to have to take his shirt off, um, you know, just to shield himself from the storm that is collectively. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get sick from the rain. You know? well, I think the, you the know. thing that we have to remember is that storms don't last forever. But a storm like this oh can God. remove a man of his shirt like this. Oh my god. I mean most There's of the so storms in your vision. We should have a supercut on storms. That should be one of our that should be one of our react videos. It's all storms. Okay. All storms all the time. Let's, all right. Are, are we have, have we hoped our all right. We beat this dead horse enough already? I hope so. <laughs> Sam, please, please make me stop. Please stop. <laughs> For the love of God, stop. All right, let's move on. Okay, this is going to be a fun one. We're talking Spain. It's Chanel. It's slow-mo. We don't have to worry about where she is in the semifinal because she's a big five, an automatic qualifier, as we all know Spain is. Let's hear a little clip of that. Look 
right. That is slow-mo from Spain Chanel. Uh, Havana-born, Catalonia-raised, an absolute triple threat. Like Urs that we mentioned for Romania, she also got her start as a backing dancer for other performers, as well as on TV dance crews. She performed the lead in the Spanish stage production of The Bodyguard. Like, she's got the chops. And supposedly, the rumor was she was a finalist for the role of Anita in Spielberg's recent redo of West Side Story. Where, where did that rumor come from? I, I'm, I'm still looking. <laughs> I, I, you know did what? She, it, did it she start that her rumor? Grandma, for all I know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. She I has a know. number of credits on IMDb. So yeah. she's not, this wouldn't be like her first movie or TV role. Right, exactly. She is an experienced performer is all I'm trying to say. And the fact that that rumor is even credible says something about the talent that we're looking at here. Anyway, what are your thoughts on Slovo? I will mute myself. And I have a feeling, like I said, Danny has been bubbling up on this one. So a really I quick question for you, Sam, before we start, is this the first Eurovision song that openly advocates for masturbation? Let your hip go hippity pump pump. Oh, I suppose, yeah. Um, 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 was that specifically just that? I thought it was anything that you could do with your hips horizontally. You know, uh, you could argue Sing Little Birdie. I don't know. I mean, you could you could turn basically any type. Oh, so any... that's what Ding-A-Dong is about. That's what it's about. <laughs> Even when your lover is gone, 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 ding your dong. Yeah, yeah you, you do you. Yeah, we cracked the code. Those those dang Dutch. All right. Um, okay. So to talk about Jesus Spain. Um, so this was this was one of our one of the earlier uh, songs to come out of the national finals and to, to from the Big Five especially. Um, and uh, I promised hot takes, but my hot take is actually that uh, I, I don't care about this song. Um, is that <clears throat> for as for as huge of a song as this is supposedly put on the pedestal to be, uh, I can kind of predict that it's going to do pretty well. Going to finish top 10. This is just that kind of song. She is a great performer. It is a wonderful banger of a Fuego adjacent kind of pop song. It has all of the ingredients that we're looking for. And yet, I've kind of grown a little bored with. There's other songs here that have more interesting things going on. Uh, and what I'm going to say is I don't think that matters. We've talked about how most people come to this contest totally fresh, or at least semi-fresh, and I think that this song has a, a, a fine shelf life. Uh, but for me, who listens to the songs as, as much as I do and, and have been now for months, there's just something that I don't... Uh, I don't need any more from this song. And I acknowledge that this is a complete unique perspective, but uh, uh, I, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to get excited for it during the finals. Why do I have the feeling that our Twitter is now going to be absolutely infested with angry Spanish fans coming for your blood, Danny? Danny doesn't you know speak what? Spanish, it's fine. They're going to yamame, yamame. Oh, you know who speaks <laughs> Spanish? Who? Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Word. Couldn't agree more. All right. So who's next after that simmering take? Not necessarily a hot take, but a take that, you know, who's taking it after Danny? Anyone? Uh, I'll say it's a banger. I love it. It's like one of the most overtly sexual songs we've had. <laughs> recently i think oh for sure this is this is a horny song that merits its horny choreography oh it's just but i'm even beyond that i think it's it looks fantastic she moves really well she sounds good uh we've seen a few different light performances from her she's not getting winded and she's just going all in and it's really impressive i keep thinking of um like it from belarus in the last 30 <sighs> seconds she just couldn't catch her breath yeah mm -hmm. and i just like i i kind of always worry like if they have like really high energy 
fast-paced music and they just start to lose it near the end because they're basically sprinting the whole time. She never lets down and she's just always moving, always singing. And it looks and sounds great. I'm kind of excited about that. It's Spain though. And I feel like even when they have good songs, they don't do nearly as well as they should. Uh, I think this one really benefits this year from having a lot of mid-tempo songs or more downbeat entries. This one's really positive and bright and fun. And I think that's going to do a lot of good. I can see this coming top 10, but we'll see. I will hop in and say, I, I think that this could win Eurovision. And I think it Whoa. could win based on a lot of different factors. Now, I think we've got a winner circle of, of five potential songs with three real, I think, solid ones. There's two other songs I have on the periphery that I'm like, we just don't have enough information. I will say I, I was concerned about Chanel doing too much in the pre-parties, I probably wouldn't have had her do as much. I mean, with Spain, we already had a national selection. So we already saw the live performance. I didn't think that she needed to do it anymore, personally. And and me being like overly uh, paranoid about songs that I like too, I just was like, I wouldn't even want her to chance getting hurt, getting injured, getting sick, um, doing something to a vocal cord and whatnot. So I, I'm a, I wish that they would have kept her in uh, the lab a little while longer. Like we had the national selection, obviously let her do like Madrid and Spain. And then I wouldn't have had her do any other pre-parties, to be honest. I would have kept her in the lab sort of cooking, baking, because I wouldn't want people to be in this space where it's like, oh, I've seen it. I would want everyone to still have that wow moment when she hits that dance break. But I love this. Like I said, I think it could potentially win Eurovision this year. It all comes down to the mood that Europe is in. And if the weather is nice and if people are ready to be outside, this is the party that they are picking. Yeah. There's no other party that they're that they're going with. It's just not happening. This is the one. So if that's the mood Europe is in, Spain, get ready. Barcelona, Eurovision 2023. Come through. Eric, have we heard from you yet? I would be fine with that if this won. I, I, I think it's, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility either. If, uh, if the, the mood is just, we want an absolute banger because this is the one. Did you know this got less than 4% of the televote in uh, the national final? Well, Tom Chigaris were, you know, a bit of a force yeah. on the television side. Yeah, 70%, which I translated to, yeah, which translated to 30 points for the one that got 70% and 20 points for the one that got 4% because, uh, because life isn't fair. Anyway, I'm not mad. Honestly, end of the day, this was a, this is a really good choice for Eurovision. Uh, it, it just is. It, obviously, we don't know where this is going to be in the running order. Uh, and that, that could be a big thing. I could potentially see it if it draws the first. Uh, draws the first half opening the show because it just has it has that much energy i kind of hope it doesn't because it, i don't know how much that helps its chances to win if it goes first but oh, man it's it's got that uh that horniography as uh as as you guys <laughs> talked about oh it's it's a fuego and it's about time spain got a fuego it only makes sense it's about time it, it spain said like... something that was a little bit more upbeat and wasn't trying to go for the gravitas it mm -hmm. is kind of refreshing to have them just go ah you know what we're having hot girls yeah you know everyone everyone else is doing this very like spanish sounding bop why don't we do that we're spain you know 
so that's what they went with anyway uh yeah this this is so catchy and and so much fun and yeah i mean i mean for as much as we praise fuego and with with good reason the live performance left left a few things to be desired it it, it got a bit breathy and, and so on this doesn't have that problem at all and 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 i hope that that voters will appreciate that uh and i expect they will i i, th- I think this is going to do pretty darn well uh whether it wins or not all right anything left on the table for spain or shall we move over uh over to their neighbors honestly just one one last thing if 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 Chanel was legitimately in the running to play Anita in West Side Story, I'm suddenly a little bit disappointed by this. She could have gone bigger. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. Okay. Booty hypnotic. <laughs> yeah, l- yeah. Lyric of the season. I will say that. All right. So we move over. Wait, from- hold on. <laughs> Latvia. No, I, I'm very, okay, very anyway. Lyrics that we don't have to have to bleep on the show anyway. Anyway, moving on. Let's talk about Portugal. Saudade, Saudade by Maru. Uh, performing 10th in semi-final one. Let's hear a clip. That is Saudade Saudade by Maro. It's a she, Maro, performing in semifinal one. Lisbon born, uh, trained at the Berkeley College of Music in Boston, much like her compatriot Luisa Sobral. And we saw how well that worked out for her. Now, for those of you who don't speak Portuguese or haven't listened to any of the other times that we have referenced Portugal on the show, Saudade is an emotion. It's a very, very Portuguese sentiment. It's sort of a feeling of longing, wistful nostalgia and love for something that is that is long gone uh, and something that may never return to you. And it seems to come up as a vibe in so, so many Portuguese songs. You heard it in Amar Pelos Dois, you heard it in Uxardim, in a way you even heard it in uh, Telemovesh. It's it's very, very prevalent in a lot of Portuguese music, no matter what the genre is. And certainly very, very present in Saudade Saudade. So what are y'all thoughts? I love this. It's modern. It's clean. If we had a Eurovision that was always rooted in like, I think what's current and happening, we would hear a lot more songs, I think, like this production wise. I love the song and I am going to stay in a state of deep fear for it um, when it comes to this semi because I think it is great. I think in the fandom, we all love it. I'm just worried beyond because I've been disappointed with the way that I think Europe has sometimes responded to tracks like this. All right, who's yeah, next? The of, yeah, the type of track that it is, is um, this is good art. This is good songwriting. This is great a great song to sit down and really concentrate on and listen to. That does not bode well for a contest like this. And I appreciate Portugal's commitment to keep sending whatever the hell they want every single year. No other country does this. No other country sends uh, songs that A, are good, and B, will not win. It's so good. 
I love them. I have nothing but respect for them. I uh, don't love this song. I definitely don't hate this song, uh, but it is the kind of song that is not for every moment. This perhaps is not a song for listening to uh, when you're on the rowing machine. This is perhaps a song for listening to when you're just, I don't know, sitting at the counter after having done chores and you just want to listen to something that is a little deeper than your usual fare, which is what it is. Eric or Derek? I, I mean, I can't disagree with anything that said. I think it's absolutely beautiful. It's so heartfelt and genuine. It's hard not to kind of get taken up by it, I think. Uh, that it explores this idea of language and how certain languages capture I concepts better than others, I think is so cool. And, that sh and it sort of acknowledges that, like, I don't know how to say this in English so that you'll understand it, audience who's listening to this song right now, but this is the word that we would use. And I think that's such a cool uh, presentation to watch this and hear that and sort of see that frustration that builds up when you can't communicate as effectively as you'd like to. Yeah, it's art. It's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where this is going to end up, honestly. I'd like to think this would qualify fairly easily and do really well. But Do we think that this song is in direct competition with Iceland's entry? I think that this song has a lot of competition. It has Greece. Um, I think even it could oh, be... Oh, Die Together. That's right. Yeah, it could even be argued a little bit on that level of because I think this is what's happening. I think I think Portuguese fans are just banking that the jury will just easily send this through. I think that is what they're banking on is that the jury will put this in a great place so that it kind of doesn't really matter where the televote falls down because it's like, well, it won't because there's this theory that it won't be blanked at all. But we have to remember that if we're thinking of what the, and I say this in quotation marks, what the juries tend to like, what people think is, you know, the Lithuanias, we've got Switzerland, we've got the Netherlands in semifinal one, two. And then in the second half, we've got Greece. And yes, Iceland is there. So that's five songs already that we would say, other than Portugal, that we would typically say would be things that the juries would like. Again, this is why where I sit, I feel deeply worried for it. And, and I think I'm more worried for it too, because I think the staging for this is going to be so key. Now, last year, Portugal was great. The way that they brought it to life was perfect. I also think the Black Mamba was served in the running order really well. I don't think that Portugal is hurt with the running order here. I think next to Croatia, it ain't that bad. But again, just banking that the juries will just for sure set this in a place when we've got some of those other heavy hitters that could be pulling for for jury top three leap i'm just i'm just worried i really like this song i would like to see it advance right now i think it, it is making it through i do think it's making it through but it might be a struggle i agree with alicia worried is is the the nominative feeling i have about this because it is so gorgeous and yet i just i don't know what europe's gonna do with it and that's how i feel so often with with portugal you know and, and the thing that gives me a little bit of hope is what the televote did for portugal at junior this past year that's a bit of a different voting block and it works a little bit differently but they loved that kid like there there was an appreciation for the art that was going on there even though he had absolutely no business singing at a children's song competition um they they loved him they saw the artistry and the quality of what he was doing and and that makes me think maybe just maybe that the, that the voting populace is turning a corner on on kind of getting 
what Portugal does and appreciating what Portugal does because, ah, oh, this is gorgeous. Yeah, being around Croatia and, and Denmark maybe helps. They are right after Moldova, which is... That's whiplash. Yeah. Uh, but does that not help it? Because there might be people who are like, ah, ah, calamity train. And then it's like, thank God I can breathe now. I, I think mm -hmm. I, with Portugal, I, I think the running order is helping it this year, just like it helped last year. But again, that's staging. I quite liked the, the FDC staging where it was just the, I think five of them just sort of in a semicircle and just kind of, no, didn't like that. I Sorry. I'm shit. I mean, I will say my mom, who I I think is a good Eurovision regular casual viewer was so deeply confused. She was like, is this a girl group? Why? And then they're not harmonizing really. And then why is she the only one saying? So then when I, I explained after like, no, solo singer, she was like, well, then why would you have all those other people on stage? You know, especially with, and then I explained the meaning of the song and my mom was like, mm -mm. but most people probably won't get the meaning of the song. So there's that too. What other possible saving grace for this? Uh, I know we got to move on. And and this is something I hadn't realized until I was, was looking into it this morning. There's a chance for a bit of name recognition here because uh, Morrow's newest release, like uh, since winning FDC, is a song with Odessa, the mm. uh, the electronic artist that rules. And and uh, I had heard that song. I had not made the connection that it was that this was her. Uh, this is this is that Morrow. Uh, so I. Who knows? That could be something. Uh, Odessa's awesome. That's that's my, that's my main point, I guess. Is, uh, Odessa's great. The, <laughs> Portugal, Portugal should send Odessa. Okay. Well, we go from po possible potential name recognition to a band that is basically a complete and utter mystery to everybody and potentially to themselves as well. We're talking about Circus Mercus. Georgia, lock me in, performing fifth in semifinal two. Let's hear a clip. Okay, so that is Circus Mercus with Lock Me In for Georgia. We have a story that the Circus Mercus guys have been selling us that they are dropouts from a Tbilisi circus school. Some people are, you know, sniffing around. They are, maybe they're the second coming of the young Georgian Lolitas. Uh, the fact that they're in a different semi from Subwoofer, does that tell us anything? I've never seen them in the same room at the same time. Who the hell knows? What do you four think about Lock Me In? That is against the rules, right? You can't be on the state in two different bands. Well, you know, then again, they also say no live animals, and yet we have two space wolves. So who the hell knows space. anymore? Space wolves. Space wolves. Too bad Laser Wolf was taken. Enough about the space wolves. Let's talk about Circus Mercus. Uh, so this song sucks. Um, <laughs> this song is. This song is so dumb. Uh, this song is. Uh, this song is such a. This song is. Oh God! It feels lazy. Not even. Not even as lazy as as Norway though. Um. Uh. This. Uh. My. The only way that I can get through this entire song is if I. And I know we're going to be very judicious with the bleep button during editing. But the only way that I can enjoy this song is if during the chorus, every time they say lock, I say f instead. So it's f me up, f me in, f me down, f 
me sideways. It's so good. That's the that's the only way that I could. It's the only way that I can work it. And I cannot believe that this song was not written with that in mind. That's all I'm gonna. I say. was thinking the same. That's all thing. I'm gonna say. This song sucks. I I feel like that this. <sighs> just sort of this weird theme that we've that we've found ourselves in this week in terms of like we we had romania that just doesn't i just didn't really get it doesn't do anything for me and we had estonia uh a song that is well performed but i just don't get it uh however i've come to the conclusion yes that this song slaps no no okay fine i i had this opinion about (laughs) finland so explain explain yeah yeah get out of here uh (laughs) It, it didn't click for me until I saw them do it live. Uh, and and it just, it made sense to me. The, the, just this weird indie rock sort of energy. I've, I've come around on this. I think it's really fun. I think it's going to make it to the final and barely. Uh, <laughs> now, Eric, is this your way of telling us that you are actually part of Circus Mercus? No. Okay. No, of course not. No. Alicia, Derek, what think, what think you? Because grammar work. I like this song. Um, yeah. I, I don't think it has any business in the final, low key. I kind of want it in the final. Like when yeah. I first listened to it, I was like, oh, I kind of want it there. But looking at the semifinal, it's just not going to happen. So I just didn't even want to work myself up to even getting in that place in semifinal two. But I like it. It's something about it that's really irreverent. It's extremely like just kind of alterna like indie pop music or indie rock music, however you like to dress it up or lock me up, lock me down. This is the thing is it knows what it is. I appreciate songs that know what they are. I get annoyed when songs trying to be grander than what they are or like, oh, you know, this is about this and this. They're not even giving me that foolishness. They just made the song. They put it out there and they're like, you're going to like it. You're going to sing along to it. And if you don't like it, whatever. <laughs> like not even like I care. Like it's just whatever. I'm one of the people I listen to it. When it comes on, you have to let it ride. If you're in the car. You do. Like you it's do. not a skip. You let it ride. You know. It's not a skip. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Danny. Yeah. 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 Circus Marcus. I, I, <laughs> watching this in the ESC, the, 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 the Spanish pre-party yesterday, I remember thinking uh tim and shelly from shuffle function our our pals at kmsu they are gonna love this they're going to absolutely adore this and and oh i can't wait shout out to tim and shelly by the way i don't even know what to say about this one it he loves it no i I agree with everything everyone said which is really bizarre because i i see the indie (laughs) appeal it's weird it's doing exactly what it wants to do there's no pretensions about it and i and i totally get that and i respect them for it their live show i thought was actually pretty good but for me it just doesn't really go anywhere i'm not sure what they're saying with it other than oh here's just this little fun three minutes up and down i know is that i mean if if it was on the radio and it was playing sure i'm like go this is great or it comes up on spotify or whatever but in a contest i don't see anyone getting excited about this like this just isn't the place for that and young if they are the young georgian lolitas or not i mean regardless that song was just really cool and i think it did what it needed to do to qualify and represent this i I, like i'm not entirely sure what what they're gonna do with it and they're staging they have these weird like i don't know if you call it steampunk costume thing going um like what's that about i'm expecting absolutely bad crap crazy staging for this i hope so i I, hope they go in 100 percent because if this is just bananas My, my my thought that that it could barely qualify i guess is kind of predicated on the idea that the staging is going to be nuts and memorable and i don't see how it won't i just don't the running order isn't serving it though i think that's the thing that's 
hurting it. That first half, it's it's close to San Marino. Isn't it Sa- it's San Marino, Malta, then Georgia, or reverse? Georgia, it's, Malta, San Marino. It's Georgia, Azerbaijan, Georgia, Malta, San Marino. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to be yeah. I, that's why I was like, I know it's the running order is a bit now I feel like it's muting Malta, but I, I just, I don't think it's, I think the running order is the thing that made me go, okay, even if they get bonkers with the staging, like it's probably still going to stay back. All right. I think that there are a lot of mysteries on the song that are yet to be unfolded. If I happen to sneak a look at one of their accreditation passes while they're in there and I figure out who the hell they actually are, maybe I'll tell you, maybe, maybe. Unless it's like Mr. Lordy, who like his accreditation pass was actually Mr. Lordy in the full makeup. But that'll be a question and a discussion for another day. Let's move on to our last song of this show. It's the home entry. Uh, A lot of discussion has been made about Mahmoud and Blanco with Brividi representing Italy. Automatic qualifier, of course, sing ninth spot in the final. Big five. Let's hear a clip. All right, Mahmoud and Blanco with Brividi potentially trying to do the double for the first time since Ireland did the triple back in the 90s. We all know Mahmoud, Blanco is a bit of a newcomer. Do you think Italy can do the double? And do you think that Brividi survived the edit, the three minute edit for Eurovision regulations? Yes. Yeah. 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 And that's our show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anybody want to elucidate anymore or shall we just I'll 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 say so, so since the song came out, I've been very vocal about if nothing better comes out after this, this is gonna win it again. And I still hold to that. I don't know if anything has come out that's genuinely done enough to really blow this out of the water. On every level, this song is phenomenal. Lyrically, musically, vocally, it's just so moving and so passionate and it's just really, really beautiful. And Italy just has that that finesse. And the three minute edit, I think, didn't do any harm to it. And I might be wrong about this, but my impression was in 2019, I don't think anyone expected Mahmoud to do as well as he did. I thought they would do it, it would do well, but I don't think people were like, oh, this this has it. And it jumped up to second place. It seemed to catch people by surprise. And I honestly was a little disappointed it lost. I thought it was a better song than Arcade. Could this do the double? I think absolutely. I don't think they need to do a lot with the staging. I think vocally they're really on point and people seem to really like it. If they're in the mood for something like this, I think this could easily take it. The Mahmoud. Hey. All right, who's next? It's gorgeous. It's just gorgeous. I, I think it'll comfortably be in the top three. I'm just not sure where. Alicia, Danny? Uh, I think it's doing top five, but it's, I've said this before. Uh, it's not for me. As much as I loved Mahmoud back in 2019, I don't know. I don't know. This is not... I don't love ballads that much, especially ones that are this low tempo yeah, they're great singers. Yeah, the lyrics are very, very poetic. They're very good. <sighs> I just don't like it. It's, it's, this is not what I listen to. To me, this sounds like Justin Bieber doing a doing a, a, a duet with someone else. It feels, it feels so pop. It feels 
I don't, I don't, I don't do this kind of thing. I don't do this. First of all, how dare you invoke <laughs> the Bieber and equate it to this song? I, I don't I know. Um, well, one, I would say this was this was one of the songs in my mom's top ten. Now, I will say it was a struggle for my mom to get to ten songs. She was floating around nine, and then we had to negotiate some other ones to get her. I was like, Mom, you need one more. Like, just just give me a ten. Um, this song was extremely immediate for her. My mom does not speak Italian. She does speak some Spanish, but she just was like, and and I showed her both the San Remo performance and we saw the music video first. And in the music video, she was like, oh, this has something for everybody. Oh, this is immediate. She was like, this is just good, you know? And so, and that, that I think was helpful for me because I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say this unpopular opinion. I, I saw Twitter hyping up Mahmoud and Blanco in the lead up to, the, to San Remo, okay? And I'm not going to lie. A lot of times I think that social media is wrong. And I end up consuming it. And I'm like, this, this was it. When I listened to it, I was like, oh my God. I thought that it, I thought if any country could do a double in the modern era of Eurovision, it would be Italy. And Sam, I think we talked about this last year that mm-hmm. I was like, if anyone could do a double, I could see Italy doing it. And you say those things, but you say it knowing, well, but we'll see. And then when I heard the song, it was like, oh yeah, it could do it. It could do it. It could do, I, I just, I don't know what else to say. It, it's very, it's very good. I do think the vocal has not always been perfect. So they will definitely have to make sure that they deliver this vocally flawless. I think that they have to be thoughtful with the staging, but they don't have to do too much. And that's the benefit of the song is they could really just have Blanco being an idiot on top of a, a, a grand piano with somebody in smoke and, you know, Mahmood able to be an adult over in the corner saying, you know, they could do it that way. We could do it, you know, the Lady A staging that that Denmark blue and orange where we were in two separate rooms and then the rooms converge at the end. That I think would be a nice mix um, mm-hmm. of bringing sort of their two styles and genres together, but having them start out at the beginning. I think that there are ways to, they have multiple ways to stage this from doing a lot, you know, and by a lot, I mean, not too much, but, you know, having set pieces a lot to doing not nothing and just having two people with good lighting and separate camera angles starting it off separate and coming together. You know, that would be the bare bones way and it would still have an opportunity to make an impact and win. Because the thing about this entry is as much as the jury has sort of been lukewarm on Italy, this might be the song that the jury actually gives Italy some props. And Europe has so often been in tune with what Italy has served at the Eurovision Song contest why would this year be any different question mark fair point good question has everybody spoken their piece on on Italy then? I guess really quickly, there is sort of this rumor or speculation among people that they don't want to necessarily host twice in a row. I don't think that would deter them from trying to win twice in a row necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't yeah. think that they're going to try to to father Ted this. I'll, I'll leave it at that. All right. So as a quick wrap up, something that we like to do on the show, just go through and quickly say your top and your bottom from this group. Again, as a reminder, we have Romania, Croatia, Estonia, Spain, Portugal, Georgia, and Italy. What's everybody's top and bottom of the week? Danny, let's start with you. All right, everyone else is going to say Italy is their top, so whatever. Uh, my top is Estonia by far. Uh, and my bottom is, uh, it's a coin flip, but I'm going to say Croatia. Danny, Eric? I swear to God. Uh, I, I'm going to say Spain is my top for the week. And wow. bottom, hmm, honestly, Romania. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Derek? 
I'm going to say Italy is my top, obviously. And it, it's not even the kind of song I would listen to necessarily, but I just have to recognize how good it is. And yeah, Romania just doesn't work for me. And our guest of honor, Alicia. I'm going to say this is because none of the songs that were in my my like five least favorite songs of the year were in this mix. So I have to give yeah. that disclaimer. Oh, um, Finland was last week. Um, but Italy is probably my top. Mm-hmm. I listen to it more than Spain, although I like Spain as a full package. I just listen to Brevity more than Spain's track. And Croatia, it's just not my thing. I don't hate the song and I don't really even dislike it. It's not even in my bottom five of like Eurovision this year, but I I can't get past a minute. Fair enough. Well, for people, if there's, like I said, if they're listening to us, but not watching you, Alicia, how can folks reach out and watch your content and get in touch with you? You can find me on YouTube at Alicia Michelle. I also write with EurovisionFam.com. It is a website that is honing in on only the voices of folks from non-participating Eurovision countries. So that's EurovisionFam, short for family.com. Awesome. And you're putting out some great work on there. And I know you're going to be on site in Turin. So hopefully we'll see you there. It looks like you actually have some, some, fun activities for folks who are on tour and so they should follow you on your various media to find out what's going on over there i think next week we will just all reconvene with our next special guest and our last crop of songs uh again oh. follow us on social media one two points usa on all the normal places email us directly 12 points from america at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you if you want to support us on patreon we would absolutely appreciate that reach out to us if you have any questions on it but have a great week everybody we will catch up with you next week but until then i've been samantha i've been derek i've been eric and i've been danny and danny's muted he's not he was just on his way say it again and i've been danny beautiful here we go in america stop stop, stop listening now. Now. Don't cue the flame curtain. <laughs>